Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Welcome back, Brad. Welcome back to the final cast. It's a Thursday. Brad and Josh here. Yay. Good times. Good times. <laughs> yeah. So Brad and I have been struggling. We've been struggling lately, haven't we? Trying to find guests <laughs> yeah. and ideas. So, I've been struggling uh, with everything lately, man. It's going to be <laughs> just brace, brace with us. Hold on for the ride. It's going to be bumpy for the next, I don't know, probably to finish out the year for us. I mean, we still got November. We'll probably take that hiatus that we always do in December. I hope we do the whole month. Last year we yeah. did two weeks. Uh, the week or the year before, in mind, done three. I can't remember. But yeah. um, anyways, so Brian and I have been kind of throwing around some ideas, um, and t- today we're going to talk about uh, cold water, um, cold water dangers, dry suits, wetsuits, whatever, whatever comes to mind. Um, it's uh, it's the season, at least for us. Um, we hit in October, our temperatures, I think reached down in the thirties last night. And I think that's the first time since the winter. Um, and, uh, it was frosty a little bit places. I don't know. Did you notice that? Did you get up early enough to see my my windshield was frosted? I had to scrape it. Mine wasn't frosted, but I think that's because I don't have like a lot of grass around. So there's not as much dew in the area. Um, but uh, when I got to work, I could see the frost in the grass and stuff. So, yep. but anyways, um, Brad and I are very big on the whole cold, uh, cold water safety type stuff. Um, you know, it's something that we took seriously. What it was last winter when we got our dry suits and I haven't had a chance to use mine Man. as nearly as much as Brad has, but I don't know. I think we got some, Brad's got, a lot more time with his now so we can get some good ideas from him of what's working uh like layering wise but dude let's get into kind of the uh what what do you think is the optimal time to switch over to dry suit and why and like what's your belief in this because we've talked about the 120 rule you and explain that to the listeners as well well i kind of changed my mind especially after i flipped flipped my kayak for the first time recently yeah and the water temperature was 70 degrees that day it was 65 degrees outside 
and the whole day after I flipped, I was shivering. I was like, Phew. well, it was also really windy too, like 25 mile an hour winds, but still, uh, yeah, that sucked. Shivering for six hours. Luckily, my buddy had an NRS champion jacket that I was able to use, you know, to keep some mm-hmm. of the body heat until my stuff dried out. Ended up not mattering anyway because I fell in the water the second time. So you did it yeah. twice. I didn't flip the cut. Oh, I flipped once. I fell in again. I slipped on a rock and I completely went in again. <laughs> didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It was like three hours later. I was like, I am destined to be wet today. And my, my buddy was like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. All right. First mistake that Brad made. All right. I'll give you the pass on the dry suit. Okay. Because if it, the I don't know that the water was 70 degrees, to be honest with you. Oh, it was. I, are you sure? Yeah, I had my fish finder. Yeah, but that's surface walk. That's surface. Yeah. But, but that doesn't like, necessarily mean what it is two, three feet down. You know what I'm saying? I think it gets yeah. colder. And I've been reading 60s and, and you know, for the temperatures on the gauges. Yeah, the day I went. Anyways. Yeah, the day I went, Middletown said it was 71 degrees. Really? Okay. Yeah. I thought it dropped. So I, this, was, this was two weekends ago, though. We were still having, still having that warm weather. Yeah. But what's your number one thing you think I'm going to point out that you did not do? Uh, bring a dry bag. Yep. Yep. And uh, extra clothes. I know yep. I have it. No, I got it packed. I just never bring it. Yeah. I'm stupid. But that's the number one thing I would say you should have done. Because I think you'd have been fine. You know, like you didn't have like the cold water shock issue or anything like that. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, you should always carry some dry clothes, you know, just in case, unless it's like super nice and warm and everything yeah. that's going to dry out real quick. But I mean, springtime, even late spring, early summer, you know, you can get in those days where it's not terribly warm outside. The water might feel decent, but I mean, how many times you've gone somewhere swimming in a nice heated pool and you get out and you freeze to death because yeah. the air, air temperature is colder and it doesn't even have to be significantly colder you know just that wind alone will uh chill you out and it's it's surprisingly easy really to get hypothermia really when you think about it yeah i was kind of worried about that after i flipped my buddy was like that situation could have been a lot worse than it was i'm like i was almost tempted to turn back around because we were only half a mile downstream from where we put in that's so funny i told you yeah. about how i almost flipped right yeah when um who was it me and um was it the day I was with mike i don't know dude but it's so i was fishing backwards right i'm floating down backwards <laughs> that's what i was doing <laughs> and i'm throwing into like the little uh eddies and stuff like that and i had caught a fish actually fairly quickly it was a little one so i get all excited and I see, in, you know, the water's moving quicker, but I see all these good eddies. So I'm kind of dealing with it. And no, this is actually by myself. This was when I did the um, that charity tournament. So oh, I was yeah. on the Little Miami River. And I am floating backwards at like a, I don't know, like a 45 degree angle. And dude, I just broadside a huge rock. No, I mean, <laughs> dude, I don't even know how I didn't even see it. It's so yeah. big um and uh yeah it luckily i didn't tilt at all but i mean i hit it with some force and um i was like oh that's probably one of the the harder like hits that i've ever had on rocks or whatever in the river you know i've I've only maybe there's only been one or two other times that i've ever felt that i could have tipped over and one of them was kind of dumb it was like in a riffle where i high centered on a rock Mm-hmm. But I was on the side of it, sort of, and yeah. I'm trying to slide, you know, get s- slide off of it. Um, and the current was really fast right there. And but I mean, it, you know, I tilted over some, but not to where I was like, oh, definitely going in or anything. So and that was in the Coos <laughs> HD, which tilts yeah. kind of far, anyways. <laughs> Man, if if I was in a different kayak, if I still had the bonafide, I probably wouldn't have flipped. But being the inflatable, it's completely flat, so you're sitting on top of the water. Yeah. And that water, that rushing water over the rock, just pushed me right up on it like that. Yeah. 
and then it just kept pushing the bottom of it and just flipped it. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that would kind of be a little, I mean, you're kind of screwed if you get hung up, like, yeah. cause it's no, it's, and it can get water to go over it easy too. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Even if yeah, you're sitting there trying to, if you're leaning, because you're supposed to lean into the obstacle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there was um, no leaning. <laughs> I just kept pushing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, once I hit the thing, I was like, oh, crap, I'm screwed. <laughs> oh, I wish I was there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It got deep after that rock, too, like four feet. I didn't realize it was that deep there. Yeah. It's like, dang. I'm going to start fishing that spot from now on. Yeah. So you took your tumble and then you fell in again. Yeah. You're waiting at that point. Yeah. I was trying to, I was walking upstream, try, try to cast another riffles. And this rock was just slick with green snot. Oh yeah. And I fell backwards. Yeah. This is that end. time of year where that stuff starts to decompose that like, you know, I don't, it's not only people say it's algae. I don't think it's algae really. And well, not the algae that people think, you know what I mean? Like that causes the problems. I think it's something natural that sort of happens and it collects on the rocks. It's like brown at some point and it'll turn green, but then it gets slick as hell. Yeah. And you and get caught on summertime bouncing yeah. stuff on the bottom. Yeah. But, um, so <laughs> you, uh, you were cold. It sucked. Yep. And then the very next time you went fishing, I noticed you had your dry suit. On. Yeah, the very next day I had my dry suit on. I was like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> because well, the the water temperatures did drop. Like, well, actually, the next day I went, we were up north. The water temperatures were ten degrees difference than down south. Yeah, that makes. And sense. I think it's because the Mad River comes in there and it's cold, makes it colder. Mm-hmm. So what um what's the model of our nrs dry suits uh in our nrs extreme okay so brad and i both have the same dry suit he has a yellow one i have the big bird and cookie monster and um so brad and i both obviously we kind of struggled with them the first year by getting choked out uh we learned <laughs> that the rubber gaskets on the neck aren't no it's not a joke it seals water very well at the same time of cutting the blood supply to your brain. Yeah. And um, so I remember you, you struggled with it. I struggle with mine. Uh, you know, I still, I don't wear mine enough that it's loosened up. So what do you feel? Have you been able to get over that? Have you just gotten used to it? Was there any tricks to loosening up the neck gasket? Did you trim it? What'd you do? I didn't trim it. Actually, my buddy, uh, Will, he just got a dry top and was asking me to. I told him to put – well, I, I put a gallon jug, uh, Coleman, one of those big red jug water bottles. Mm-hmm. I put that in the neck for about a week, and that helped. And then uh didn't trim any off the neck just because uh, David Foyt told us they don't recommend trimming the gasket, so mm-hmm. I didn't do it. Uh, it don't – don't bother me anymore unless i'm bending over uh, trying to get something i guess i don't know that's when i i start to feel that choking feeling i guess but other than that it's fine yeah that was the only thing you've done yeah yeah okay cool yeah i didn't do anything else to it i just the more the more you wear it the more you get used to it the more stretches out yeah so uh I'll talk about what I've used mine as far as um, like layering, and then you can share what you do, um, like what kind of shoes you're rocking or whatever. Um, I have a nice set of wait- regular waders. Um, so I have a nice pair of Sims G3s I wear with my uh, dry suit when it, you know, when the time's appropriate. Um, I made a mistake one year of wearing my regular waders and you probably remember the story a couple years ago at the Turkey bowl when I fell in trying to take a pee. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was wearing waders with, um, stuff that I used for hunting, which were like my under armor, cold, cold gear, base, base layer stuff, the under armor stuff that I had the mm-hmm. new camo. And then I have a mid layer too, which is like fleece. So I have fleece pants and a fleece shirt. And then I wore my waders over that. And then I had a jacket. Um, 
But that day, I think I actually ended up taking the jacket off because it wasn't that extremely cold. Um, but I ended up having to pee and had so much stuff on that I could not do it in the kayak. I had to get out on the bank. And when I did, um, <clears throat> I actually stepped on some rocks that I thought were solid and they weren't. And they rolled <laughs> on me and I fell backwards into the water. Um, luckily I didn't fall. Like I, I hurt myself more than I got like wet probably. Cause I, you know, hit on an elbow on a rocks. So I didn't fall completely in. I fell with like part of my upper body. Mm-hmm. And, um, but what I really noticed was, and this is what scares me and kind of doesn't make me mad, but just makes me worry for people that I see out there, especially that they're wearing like fleece type stuff and they have mm-hmm. no PFDs on and it's the water's getting cold and they're out there in their kayak. And that just, just just a recipe of disaster because mm-hmm. when I fell in that little bit, Brad, it was just my upper like left arm, right? Like and maybe like midway down my torso, just on the left side. Yeah. And that um my arm was completely in the water, which mind you, I have that base layer, fleece, and then I had like a, another kind of fleece jacket. Cause I have like my mid layer is like a fleece, but it's kind of form fitting. Um and uh because it i wear that stuff underneath hunting gear too so mm-hmm. it's like i got three layers on so my mid layer i don't want it too bulky um when that stuff got wet dude like my arm felt like it weighed so much like compared to my other one like oh, i believe and it. that's what i really was like okay this is i get it with the dry suit now you know this is you know, I can't imagine that if I would have fallen in that day, because it was cold that day. It was in the 30s. If I would have fallen all the way in, what the cold shock would have been like. But on top of that, the fact that I had waders on, which would have filled with water on top of having a shit ton mm-hmm. of fleece on, which is like a sponge and how much yeah. all of it would have weighed. Yeah. So that's where I kind of I can wear that same stuff, right? That same base layer, same mid layer, wear it underneath my dry suit and it's going to stay dry then Mm -hmm. at that point you know i'm not soaking it in water and that's the key to the dry suits you know um it's a basically a a barrier it's it's a barrier to keep you somewhat buoyant right i mean Mm -hmm. the the dry suit i'm going to tell everybody is not made to keep you warm uh what we wear underneath is what's keeping us warm the dry Mm -hmm. suit is to keep you from being wet and that cold water being held up against your body at that point, you know, I do got to say though, those dry suits, they are really good at keeping wind. Like it's oh, not yeah. breathable at all, man. So if it's yeah. windy out, you're, you're not going to feel it. Yeah. That's what I, oh, I yeah. love it. Definitely. They are definitely windproof, but they're not cold proof. Cause I mean, if you think yeah. about it, you'd still be cold if you were just wearing a pair of shorts and a t-shirt underneath it you know yeah and if you do fall in you you if you do fall in with a dry suit you can't just sit in the water you know what i mean yeah yeah you're gonna have to get out still yeah because you sit in that water even with dry suit on you're gonna feel feel it on your skin still cold yeah and that water pressure is gonna push in up against it too you know, because I mean, <laughs> you and I have had to burp the dry suit, you know, um, <laughs> because when you put these on that, those gaskets are, they seal really, really well. When you put it on, you have, there's air inside of it. You feel like a little balloon. And, you know, I remember Dave telling us, you know, uh, a good thing to do is pull the gasket out a little bit and like crunch, like squat down and crunch your body together and it'll help expel some of that air. He also suggested um, if you're brave enough and you got the warm clothes on, you can walk out in the water and, um, you know, go up almost chest high. If you can go somewhere safe like that and pull the gasket and the water pressure will push, push the air out as well. So, Oh, but what are you wearing these days? Um, I got the G3 boots. Um, so I usually will wear like wool socks, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, a lot of times I have a couple pairs of like little waiting socks that I got from Sims. They're thin. Um, what I like about them is that they don't, I don't know. I don't feel the water like I do or like the sweat 
with the wool because you know wool's nice because it keeps you warm even when it's wet but mm-hmm. kind of hate that weird slimy feeling that wool gives me <laughs> on my toes yeah it's directly right on my toes so what yeah, are you layering with uh so i don't know if my my mom didn't realize that she got me a great christmas gift last year so she hooked me up with the uh uh a set of moisture wicking uh base layer mm-hmm. and it's a, it was actually meant for um what do you call it skiing so right. it's like skiing stuff but it wicks away moisture i was like this is perfect i can wear this under the dry suit yep so i wore that all year round and then uh over top of that i'll put my joggers on and then and then uh a long sleeve shirt and then another sweatshirt and then my dry suit over that but I'll, like you i i throw the wool socks on i double those up usually so when i do double them up i will put uh hand warmers in between layers mm-hmm. on on the bottom and the top of my feet because i feel when i'm winter fishing last year i found that my hands and feet are the only thing i get cold like i can deal with my torso get being cold you know yeah. but the hands and toes thing i was like i gotta do something about that so i started putting one pair on top and bottom of my feet and one pair on top and bottom of my hands in between gloves and in between socks yeah that's a that's a rob or uh suggestion if i remember correct i remember him talking about storing uh hand warmers in his gloves and stuff like that it's a great idea because it works yeah um i uh that's i'm the same way and it just makes sense it's where your circulation it's the furthest point you know yep. for your blood to be pumped to and so it's going to be the first thing that gets cold and um but uh what are you wearing shoe for shoes now i know i've seen you rock in those vans or something occasionally but <laughs> those aren't vans those are actually sperry's like fancy frat boy shoes <laughs> yeah i don't know what they uh, are but i stopped school bands yeah i stopped actually wearing those because i got a pinhole in the bottom of my rubber gasket uh oh really yeah from rocks getting in my shoe and then i'd walk on it you know and Mm -hmm. cause the pinhole so i had to locate locate that pinhole i patched it with some uh stuff nrs um recommended and then Mm -hmm. uh i stopped wearing those and i bought some wet shoes they're called the nrs wtb wet shoe it's like a neoprene boot zips on both sides. It's perfect with the dry suit. I mean, it fits nice. I can't. I, I tried looking at the uh, boundary boot, mm-hmm. but I found that the, you know, the way the rubber gaskets are made there, it only goes so high on the leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boundary boot goes higher than that. So you can't cover the boot up with the. Yeah, and we both bought we got we got dry suits that are on the bigger side so we could layer underneath it so that makes sense like that's what i was always kind of worried about that's why i never rushed out to go get the boundary boot as much yeah i want them you know it'd be a really good idea for them to do if they made it and maybe they have one i don't know do they have a mid i don't know i have to look at that that would be a good idea because you know be like hey make it to where it fits the the cuff length of the um of the rubber gasket or the rubber oh. boot because that would be awesome because that was the one thing that's why i never did it because i'm like well i don't want to stuff my dry suit into that boot you right I mean? i'm gonna like look those. these up because my, my buddy here they are my buddy will he has a uh a mid-sized boot that he wears just with his waders every now and then when it's colder mm-hmm. um it's called the NRS Backwater Wet Shoes, and they're kind of similar to mine, but they fit tighter. You know, they, they kind of look like that. I, they kind of look like a boundary boot a little bit, I guess. Yeah. That, like they're form-fitting, you know what I mean? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I don't know if... Yeah, I see. It almost looks like a sock. (laughs) Yeah, kind of, yeah. But they're all neoprene. Yeah. I might, uh... 
actually pull these up here. Go ahead. So your feet are staying warm though. So that's the good thing. Um, you know, this time of year, do you kind of uh, shy away from getting out of the kayak and waiting around then at that point? Um, well, yeah, just because I know the smallmouth aren't shallow anymore. So there's yeah. no point in getting out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense, dude. I'm so, I'm still learning where they're at though, so I'm. It's so winter fishing so overwhelming. I don't even know where to start. Yeah, those are those are sharp, man. Yeah, I thought about getting a pair of them. They're only sixty nine bucks. Heck yeah. Um, you want to bring up a picture of the boundary boot so we could kind of show relatively what we're talking about and the difference. Um, but so let's talk about what you think then is the optimal time in your, in your opinion on like that whole hundred, you know, one twenty roll. Um, what's, what's appropriate in your opinion of starting to throw the dry suit on? Um, I'm going to say when the air temperature is in the sixties and the water temperature is 70, <laughs> I, he must I just, really had it. you were miserable dude it was awful like oh man i can't I've even seen somebody, dude i've seen somebody fall when the water's in the upper 60s maybe low 70s and it was 30 degree 30 oh 34 that day yeah. that's dry suit like, weather dude i don't like, care what who you're um well this is when we first started and he ended yeah. up being fine i was worried I got, I was really super worried and I wanted to pull over and build a fire, but he said he was good. So, huh. yeah, uh, I wouldn't have been yeah. good. Shout out to Brad, <laughs> my buddy Brad. That's his name. Brad and Brad, both idiots. Um, but uh, me and him and our friend Nate and maybe Greg that day, uh, we went out and Brad was in my ex's. Uh, cruise 10 and we forgot to strap the seat down properly and oh, he man. hit a big huge like some not submerged log it was coming out of the water it was huge this huge tree but the the current seam took you straight at the tree and so everybody kind of got little like bunched up in that area and he came oh, flying goodness. in there hit that thing and when he tilted that's the seat tilted with him and just oh, fell right out yeah, see, horrible. He lost his favorite rod. I think uh, he lost a rod that his grandfather gave him that day. Um, yeah, see, he was drenched. Spots like that, I just portage around anymore. It's not worth it. Like you know, you know of one spot that's like that, like above uh, Wagner Ford. There's a little, real mm -hmm. fast shoot of water, and it's just like turns real quick. I'm like, nope, I'm dragging around that every single time. Um, I. You know, the thing is, I kind of messed around so much on the Little Miami first, and it has all kinds of weird things like that, that mm -hmm. I uh, I started to learn, um, like, how to paddle and be okay with those things. I think, I think as fishermen, we start to kind of really freak out about our gear, so we start to worry about that first. Yep. And if I see like a lot of times something sketchy like that coming up, cause I'm always looking like, that's why I was so mad at myself for hitting that rock a few weeks back, because I'm really, really good about trying to identify what's coming up at all times. Yeah. No matter I usually what. am too. And, um, <clears throat> that day I, it was, it was, or it was the same concept of what you said, dude, like I'm not even two to 300 yards from my launch spot and I've already mm -hmm. caught a fish. And, um, the section I did was the section that I met you and Justin at, um, when I first fished with Justin, where we got a it's a constitution park with a big, huge concrete kind of ramp. I never, that, I've never fished there until this year. You know, this is on little Miami river. And I know me you, me, you and Justin went and I remember fishing under the bridge. It was when that huge, um, weird storm thing hit. Oh, that was, that, that was way downstream. That was. What, what area was that? That was That's like where it Mainville, happened. Mainville area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Constitution I think that park, Park's way up north from there. Is it? Yeah. What's that name? No, not Constitution Park. I'm sorry. Um. Oh gosh, it's got the ball diamonds. 
remember, on both sides, and you pull down, and there's a put-in spot. And I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, it's, um, you know, you just kind of go with it. But anyways, I don't know. So you, you, you're saying – you learned that 70 degree water and an air temperature less than that is pretty chilly. And I, I'll mm-hmm. agree with you. I mean, I, I got, I can get in the water and wait, wet wade like that still. Yeah, so it doesn't too. really kind of bother me, but that's a little bit different though, because you're staying submerged and you kind of get used to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I've waited in 60 degree water before, mm-hmm. um, and wet weighted like that. Um, you know, at this point now, though, I'd probably be throwing on my regular waders if I'm just wade fishing. And, you know, and definitely since our air temperatures are dropping uh, significantly in the past couple of days, uh, the yeah. dry suit, you know, needs to be taken out. But, I mean, the 120 rule, I don't know, man. I'm not – maybe the 120 rule – has a little bit of truth to it but mm-hmm. i don't want i wouldn't put all your eggs in that basket right brad you just you were in 70 degree water in a 60 something degree day and you were cold now you didn't have well, cold like cold shock when you hit the water right no, no I, I was gonna say there's always exceptions to that rule i mean right i, I i'm sure 25 mile an hour winds didn't help it if if there wasn't any winds that day i probably would have been fine Right, right, yeah, and it's gonna that's gonna make it a lot colder feeling than it really is. Yep. But it's like remember when we talked with Ricketts about this, you know, mm-hmm. if okay, you can't really say that because if it was eighty degrees outside and forty degree water, you can you're gonna get cold shot. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like so, the one twenty rules, you know, I don't know, but it's the same kind of concept or, well, okay, maybe the water is 80 degrees. It's super warm and you jump in, but then you get out and it's 40 degrees. You're going to be cold. Yeah. So, and it's a different kind of cold though. Cause you're not worried. But our, my whole point is, is that there's a point where the water gets to be, and it's not about drowning because of, your inability to swim. Uh, what we learned last time we talked about this and we watched those videos was when you hit the water and it's cold like that, uh, there's a couple of things that's going to happen and your body's going to tighten up. All your muscles are going to tighten up because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a shock. It's a shock to your system. Um, and a lot of times when that happens, especially people who aren't wearing PFDs, you are going to probably sink. <clears throat> And when, and you may gasp as well, like a lot something that's kind of involuntary is the gasping for air because it takes your breath away and it feels like you can't breathe. And that's where people get in trouble is they hit the water. They can't move for the first, however long, 30 seconds, you know, it may even be quicker than that, but it doesn't mm-hmm. take long, you know, and then you're gasping and that's where people start to inhale water and it happens very 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 quickly because they've done studies on this where if you can actually be relaxed when you hit the water and deal with the shock you have freaking like something like 10 minutes to get out of the water even at a really cold temperature i mean people show do those stupid polar plunges every year yeah you know but the thing is what they're doing is they're introducing their body into the water slowly you know, or they might run out there quick, but they're in shallow water. They're with a ton of people. You know, there's ambulance and lifeguards on staff for those things or whatnot. But when you're out on the river like that, you may be by yourself. You may be yeah. with somebody else. You may be with a couple people. But usually when you're fishing, what are we doing, Brad? We're spacing out. Yeah. So if I'm going to fall in the water and you're downstream from me, you're not going to be coming up to me and in a quickly ma- a quick manner. I mean, I know you'd come up quickly, as quick as you can, but fighting back upstream is a different ball game. Yeah, unless you had a torpedo. <laughs> yeah. But so that's kind of where my issue lies, is that people put way too much faith into their ability to swim when it's really not about that. 
It's not at all about that. It's a kind of what your reaction is, your body's reaction is to when you initially first fall in that water. Yeah. I agree, man. It, it's kind of scary to think about right now. I'm like, uh, I hope that don't happen over the winter. That'd be bad. <laughs> Even with the dry suit on, I still don't want it to happen. Yeah. But the thing is, is here's what's good. You're not going to probably get the shock. Okay. It's going to suck. It's going to suck for your head. Probably yeah. suck for your hands. Well, you know, it's going to suck for the gear. But yeah. here's the thing, though, is you can get out, get out of there, go get a towel, dry off. If you have the, you know, you probably should be carrying an extra pair of gloves and a dry, you know, a dry bag and That's dry your point. head off and, you know, have an extra beanie or whatever. And you're right back out on the water. Yeah. You know, you're not, your life's not being threatened, you know. I mean, you may, it's not to say that something else could happen. Obviously, you're going to run into, you have, you know, all kinds of obstacles that are out there on, on the river. Mm. But the fact of having a PFD on and a dry suit is just going to greatly increase your odds of surviving yep. your ass hitting that water, you know? Yeah, you mentioned the uh, uh, your head getting wet. And stuff like that. It's a good point because I've been looking at one of these as well. Yeah. To wear. It's like a really thick insulated uh uh a hood, I guess. Yeah. yeah dude, I've seen people hood. wearing those things and they are like kayaking. You know, a lot of times I see people who are wearing those are our whitewater friends. And yep. they're out there in November, December, January, February wearing those things, man. It's yeah, the, cr- the crazy guys that uh do the flips in the uh mad river and stuff. Yeah. In their kayaks, yeah, those dudes are nuts, man. But um, that stuff works. It works. Okay, granted, it's expensive. It is expensive to buy dry suits. It's expensive to buy all that gear. But, you know, if you're serious about kayak fishing and you want to stay safe and you want to enjoy what the river has to offer in the wintertime, Brad, tell them, like, tell them what, I, I haven't fished a ton in the wintertime. You know, it's only been a handful of times. But you've told me time and time again that it's like the cleanest that you see the water. Yep. It's the most kind of calm, yep. you know. I mean, you've got your bad weather days, obviously. You know, we yeah. know what our Ohio, you know, six to ten inches of snow followed by rain, what it does to our river systems here. But, you know, it's extremely peaceful. Yeah. I mean – like you said, like at least four feet visibility down at the yeah. bottom. There's no wind. I mean, it's like everything's dead still. Even the water, the water's like low and slow and yeah. everything's quiet. It, it's nice. I mean, and it's you, cold. You think about it too. You've got less traffic because people yeah. just are staying inside. So, because I mean, we live in a suburban area and like some of the areas are kind of urban that we fish. Mm-hmm. But everything is just quieter, and yep. um, it's a great time to get out. It's yeah, hard Pete, fishing, but you learn a lot, you know. I learned a ton last year. I, I found two winter holes. I mean, it, you, you got to fish painfully slow, but I, 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 that's where I completely changed my mindset. Where I, I went out there expecting not to catch a fish. So when mm-hmm. I went out there to catch a fish, I, it was super rewarding. I was like, "Holy crap, this is awesome." Yeah. And and what's cool too, Brad, is you hate getting up in the mornings, right? Mm-hmm. You're not a morning person. And like in the winter time, you're not getting up in the middle of Yeah, know, dude. Middle cracking. of the day. <laughs> yeah. Like we got out there at like one PM in the yeah. in the winter. It was nice. But <laughs> I do gotta say, Chris Yauk kind of kicked that out of me this year because yeah. me and him rode together a bunch uh fishing and he was like all right, I'll be, be beat your house of five. I'm like, all right. I finally got used to it. I'm like, all right, I want to go now. Dude, <laughs> it's it's the best, man. That first hour is the golden hour, and um, yeah, I'm I'm a I love it. And, you know, Mike's like that. Grimsley is. He's he's a get up. He wants to be on that water when the sun comes up. So mm-hmm. there's been many of early early mornings me and mike would go decide we want to go fishing right for the weekend <laughs> and we wouldn't be able to sleep 
Yeah. And, and then he, he'd like, and this is when I was staying with him. Right. And I like, and I could hear him like on his iPod or on, on his iPad watching <laughs> videos. And it's like one, one thirty in the morning. And I'd be like, Hey dude. He'd be like, what? And I'd be like, uh, you want to just go? And he'd be like, yeah, do you want to? And we would literally get our stuff, roll out at two in the morning. Um, yeah. I don't know if I could do that, but I definitely don't sleep well when I'm waking up early next day to go fishing. But yeah, when, when you wake up, you're like, you're ready to go. Like that adrenaline's pumping for sure. Yeah. So what else you got to add about this whole cold water safety thing? It's no fun. Nobody should do it. Leave the river to, to me. Okay. <laughs> For those who want to get on the river and laugh at Brad, hoping to see him flip his paddleboard over. I hope not, man. Um, but uh, so check out Chuck Earls. Um, it's that dude is a R L S. He is in the Cleveland area. I want to say. I think he's like on Lake Erie. Yeah, he's at Lake Erie. Big walleye guy. He does a lot of videos. He is a really cool guy. He is, um, he does a ton of fishing in the wintertime and he is very, very big on cold water safety. He does a lot of videos. He falls in some icy water like videos. It's crazy, but he, um, he's a very big on, and this is what else I wanted to mention was, uh, in the summertime, one of the best things that you can do is learn the balance of your kayaks, guys, Mm. take the kayak out. Don't take any fishing gear. Go where you got some deeper water and flip that thing and learn where that point is on your kayak. Um, and practice getting back into your kayak. Practice flipping it back over because you'd be it's really, really hard to flip those kayaks over. They're they're made not to flip. So when they do, they're not easy to flip back. Yeah. You know. I'm trying to find a all right. Here, here's I don't know. You probably saw this. Uh, Kurt Smith posted on his Facebook oh. about a dry suit. Yeah. And uh, Chuck rules, man. <laughs> in his dry suit. Yeah. Have you seen the one where it's laying um, in the water? Yeah. I was about to push, put, uh, pull that one up too. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> Look at That's that, dude. crazy, dude. That's ice. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But yeah, that's that what's dude cool is. about that. that's what those things offer. The yeah. I mean, dry suits are made for people. You know, they wear them in the Bering Sea on those crab boats. Um, yeah. It's meant. You know, it's obviously probably not like the one hundred percent like guarantee. Nothing is, but um, it's definitely, definitely going to make your day a lot better if you fall in. Yep. So. Um, you know, that's the, my, my big thing is don't always trust the 120, know your water temperature, know your air temperature, know what the wind's going to be, know what your kayak, how, how, you know, how it performs, how, how does it flip feel if it flips, know that you can get back in, you know, um, the one thing I always want to say to, if you do flip, don't worry about your gear first that comes later, you know, um, sucks but you know luckily i didn't lose any when i flipped yeah uh those yak actually the yak gadget rod stagers they saved every freaking rod that i had that's great man yeah but um you know um it's just what else you got to add man just be safe out there guys don't don't take unnecessary risk you know i know it like I said, it's expensive. There are cheaper alternatives out there. I'd rather see everybody out there wearing wetsuits, you know, even though yeah. they're not, they're going to keep you really warm, but it'll help some. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are semi-dry suits, which are, if you struggle with uh, wearing the rubber neck gasket, um, it's like, is it late? It's like rubber latex almost. It's it's thick. Yeah, I thought they were neoprene. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying on the regular ones. The oh, yeah. My dry suits have neoprene gaskets, which are much, much, much more comfortable. But you can get some water in. Um, mm-hmm. It's like you're not going to get. It's a like ton. a damp feeling. Yeah. I, 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 I'd imagine. Yeah, you're not going to get a ton. Um, but you know, the here's the thing about the the 
semi or yeah, the semi dry suit. So you want to think about the neoprene that's on your waders, right? That's mm -hmm. kind of what that material is. That stuff is easily, you can pull that, right? So yeah. that's the problem I've always had with them in a sense is say you did fall and you got something, you got caught up on something and it pulled that it's going to let water in, you know what I mean? And it doesn't take much probably to pull that. I've, I don't know. Do you know anybody who's got a semi or semi dry suit and you have you ever felt the elasticity to it? No, actually I I'd don't like to, I'd like to see what that's like. Um, yeah, but, I would too. I mean, when you wear uh, the, the actual full dry suit, the waterproof ones like Brad and I have, it is hard to get your fingers down in that gasket. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's not hard, but you know what I mean? Like if you're falling in the water, it's not, it's not going to be easily moved in a way. Yeah. You know? It takes a lot of force to open it. And yeah. And I would, I would just kind of assume that uh, the neoprene versions aren't the easiest, but you know, I'd like to try one too, actually. But those are cheaper options uh, for sure. So, um, you know, and there's, there's all kinds of different manufacturers. Brad and I are big fans of NRS. Uh, NRS is notorious for having uh, really nice sales. I think ours were what, like seven or 800 a piece. Um, mm -hmm. But if you play your cards right and you pay attention to NRS, uh, there's often like really good deals on their dry suits in and around Christmas. If I remember correctly, I'm sure there's probably even like a, end of season kind of closeout they might have um mm -hmm. you know where they're they're trying to get rid of stock or whatever i don't know old models yeah i don't know though like what it's like supply chain wise for them this year just like everybody it's just been a struggle well the boundary boots are real far behind i know that for sure people yeah. just talk to me about it so you know just kind of be aware of that but what else you got dude uh just one last thing. People give me crap for wearing it, man. Uh, don't don't let anybody shame you for wearing one. <laughs> I mean, it, I I don't think anybody's giving you crap about wearing it. I hold on, it's it's hold on. That's well, it, even if it was a different color, somebody would still give me crap for it. Really? Yeah. I, I uh, Nick McCrelly, really man, he's my I buddy. Really I want to go with you and Justin. Me, you, and Justin. We literally look like Sesame Street. I mean, you got. He's got we a need, green one, right? Yeah. And he's Grouch. Groucho. You got Big Bird and Cookie Monster, dude. I mean, we just need to find somebody one. with a red one. We got Elmo. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, my buddy Nick, he posted on on my uh, post a couple days ago, I guess. He's like, man, you're like the only person that that's ever excited to wear one. I'm like, it's not that I'm excited to wear the suit. It's what It's what it allows me to do. I guess. Yeah. So it gives you a peace of mind that you're out there being yeah. relatively safe. And then you, you know, you're out there fishing in December. Yeah. November, so January. If, you like, want. if somebody reads that they're like, oh, I'm not going to get a dry suit. People make fun of me. Dude, don't worry about that. Just, just wear it. If you're worried about that, you need to really kind of take a look at your life and see why <laughs> it seems like something that's very elementary school is affecting you you know yeah um plus you got all the big name guys kurt's wearing one rob or uh, george nemeth chuck earls the stuff that i've been watching we you and i have seen that rob or does in the winter time is and he's been doing this for years and yeah. if it, it's a complete testament of what the potential is for wintertime fishing out there what you know you don't have to bass fish you can go after Stripes, you know, stripes, yeah, and I mean, I think it's was it was Robin, uh, Kurt when they hooked into that giant monster, uh, oh yeah, catfish, and it was on the news. The news was actually yep. doing a, a a story about the Ohio River flooding, and like it was flooded, like bad. Mm -hmm. And these two dudes and their giant balls go out and they fish <laughs> out there and they go fish in parks that are flooded and i was gonna say that yeah they're uh, like and they hooked up well, i don't know it was it's it a blue cat like 50 giant, pound blue yeah cat. giant blue cat that took them like half hour to an hour to catch and on eight pound mono it's all happening 
while the news is there and they get interviewed like and everything yeah, it's that's, it's pretty that's cool, cool story but the the one that sticks out to me is Rob Orr and Kurt were floating down the river and he was like what did we do today we caught a hundred fish and it's like dead of winter and like the whole woods are covered in snow like that's yeah. epic have you ever seen the video I don't know I think it's Kurt towing Rob I want to say and through the ice busting through the ice yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah that that was back in the Ohio game fishing days I think yeah that yeah, was cool. those are good videos. But uh, yeah, man, just stay safe out there this winter. There's we always hear a lot of horror stories, and you know, in this late fall to winter transition, as well as that early spring, you know, and it's just it's really not worth it. You know, if you can't, if you can't, you know, get the gear, just kind of just stay off the water, you know. Go fish the bank or whatever. Just you, you know, still catch them from the bank. Yeah, I just hate I hate seeing those stories every year about it. You know, I mean, it's bad enough you're seeing stories of when the rivers get out of control and people go out there with no PFDs on, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just it happens over and over again. And yeah. you know, this this time of year it gets even more dangerous when the rec, uh, the temperatures start dropping. So. Stay safe out there. Where are PFD DPU? I bet the I bet the river's what low fifties now. I'm guessing. I haven't I checked know. in a couple. I haven't looked. It's kind of muddy still. It's still a little on the high side too. Oh, it's super high. Oh, it's actually fifty nine degrees right now. Huh? Surprised. But all right. Anything else, dude? Nope. Thank you. All right. It. Take us out. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, man. Thanks again. That was a good topic. It's always fun to do a refresher on this. So we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. And if you guys have any questions, feel free to hit me or Brad up on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And we'll be more than happy to answer your questions. And if we don't have the answers, we can always get you in touch with the right people. Check out Chuck Earls, check out NRS. You know, there's a ton of good cold water safety videos out there. So uh learn as much as you can stay safe yep we'll see you guys later let's go brandon